Well, good morning again. If you have your Bibles this morning, and I hope that you do, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. The message I want to share with you this morning is entitled, The Healing Power of Thanksgiving. The Healing Power of Thanksgiving. Practicing thanksgiving can be very healing. When we learn to say from the depths of our heart, in a genuine and real way, thanks for everything, we are on our way to being healthier and happier people in life. Genuine and sincere thankfulness and gratitude have the power to change our outlook and our attitude on life. There's a story that's told from years ago about a gentleman who just seemed to be mostly negative about everything in life. It seemed that, that no matter what, everything was, was going downhill. He was struggling in business. He was struggling with his health. He was struggling at home. And, and he didn't mind telling people about his struggles. He, he quite often complained and criticized. And everything just seemed to be so negative to the point that people just really didn't like to be around him. And people would sometimes try to avoid him. One day, he encountered some folks that he hadn't seen in quite a while because they had been trying to avoid him. And they noticed a significant difference in his life in his appearance, in his attitude, in everything about him. And so they couldn't help but ask, what is the marked difference in your life? Why, why the change that we're seeing here today? And, uh, and he told them and said simply this, the difference is it's the therapy of giving thanks. And they said, what do you mean the therapy of giving thanks? And he said, every night when I climb into bed, I stop and I think about all of the things from today that I have to be thankful for. And then I take my covers and I pull them up and I say to the Lord, thank you for everything in my life today. And he said, and then I just seemed to go off into a peaceful sleep and rest well. And his life was better. Things were better. He was more positive. He was more energetic. He was, was more vibrant in his life. And people noticed it because he was intentionally focusing on the positive and the good and not allowing himself to be focusing on the negative and the bad, and he was giving thanks for everything. Genuine, heartfelt, sincere thanksgiving has the power to change our outlook and our attitude in life. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16. Listen to what Paul writes as he writes to the church at Thessalonica. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you 
in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit, and do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good, and abstain from every form of evil. Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica, and he says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The first thing that I want to see today is that thanksgiving encourages a grateful heart or a grateful spirit. Thanksgiving encourages a grateful heart or a grateful spirit. Paul had been away from the church at Thessalonica and was very concerned about the church. And we look back and read through the events that unfolded there in Acts that record uh, his missionary journeys and then in the letters themselves. Paul had gone to Thessalonica. Timothy had gone with him. They were establishing the church there. The indications, there's nothing that, that 100% confirms, but the indications are that he was there only for a short time. There are only, in his visits to Thessalonica, are only mentioned three Sabbaths. So there could have been other times that he spent because there were a lot of Gentiles there, not just Jewish people. But because of the Sabbaths that he spent and the effect that he was having on the Jewish people, the leaders of Thessalonica wanted to get rid of Paul. And so the Scripture indicates for us that they ran him out of town. And, and they got rid of him. And when they got rid of him, he left what he felt was too soon. He didn't have enough time to, to help mentor and to help develop the leadership of the church. He didn't have enough time to, to give them the instruction that he felt they needed in order to, to be sound and solid as a congregation. And so while he was away from them, he was very concerned about the church. Didn't know what was going on or how things might happen. Didn't know about how they would deal with the negative things or, or discouragement or challenges from the religious leaders in the Jewish community. And so in that concern, he sent Timothy to see if he could find out what was going on and if he could be helpful. And so then Timothy has come back from that visit and returned to Paul and he's brought to him some good news. And the good news is the church is doing well. And the people are being faithful. Now, they have some questions about some things that they're unclear about and unsure about. But, but he, he brought some good news. And so Thessalonians, the letter that he writes, is his response back to the church. First, being thankful the fact that they're doing well. Being thankful that everything is going okay at the church. And then responding to the questions that they sent through Timothy. Hey, what about this? What about the second coming of Christ? What about his return? What about And they asked several different questions that they wanted more teaching, more instruction, more information. And so Paul's writing, and first and foremost, he's thankful that the church is doing well, that everything is going all right, even faced with the challenges and difficulties that are before them. And secondly, then, giving some instruction and following up with the things that that he says, you know, hey, these are the questions you ask. Here's the instruction that you've been given. And then here, as he comes toward the end of the letter, he writes these words. He's so thankful that everything is going well. So thankful that 
everything is all right. And then he turns to them and gives them instruction and says this, in everything, in everything, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, in everything, he says, give thanks to the Lord. So, so as we think about that today, he's giving them instructions and telling them, in everything in your life, no matter what, be thankful. Have an attitude of gratitude, have a heart of appreciation, and be thankful for what God is doing in your life. And then notice he qualifies that. And he says, for this is God's will for you. In other words, a thankful or grateful heart is God's will. It's His desire for us as believers to have a a thankful heart, a heart of gratitude and appreciation for the blessings of life. And so I want us to take just a moment this morning and think about what do you have as the gentleman in the story that we began with this morning. At the end of every day, he would be thankful for the things in his life of that day, and then say to the Lord, thank you for everything that you've done for me today. What do you have in your life to be thankful for? What is it at, at the end of your day that you could pause and you could be thankful? That you could say, Lord, thank you for this, or thank you for that, or thank you for these things in my life. Let me give you a couple of suggestions or ideas. What about the fact that there is a roof over your head? Are we thankful for that or do we just take that for granted? What about the fact that there's food on the table? Now, sometimes it may not be exactly what we want or what we like or, or those types of things. It might not be the finest of food, but, but there are few among us who go hungry day by day. There's food on the table. What about Christian friends? What about a church where we can come and worship the Lord freely? What are some things that you're thankful for? This Thursday we celebrate Thanksgiving. What is it that you're thankful for? And literally this morning, I want us to share some things that we're thankful for. I have no idea how to turn this on. Sam. Hey, how about that? What are you thankful for? Anybody? What are you thankful for? There we are. I see that hand, brother. Thank you. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my family. I have uh, nine grandchildren, two great-grandsons. They're all healthy. Uh, they've survived multiple times, survived COVID without being particularly ill. Uh, we've got good jobs. My wife and I have been blessed with this church. Amen. Amen. Those are good things to be thankful for. What else? What are you thankful for today? Well, thank you, David. I'm thankful for you, too. Thankful for my family. They're a blessing. Right. What else? What would you put on your list at the end of the day? Lord, I'm thankful. A peaceful day and a beautiful day. What else? Anybody have something to be thankful for today? 
Mick? Giving plenty to eat. <laughs> okay. Plenty to eat. You're right. We are, we are blessed that we can go to the store, go to the refrigerator, go to the cupboards, and there's food to eat. Thankful for that. Thankful for the people in my life. It's awesome. Sometimes we, we tend to take that for granted, don't we? That they're there, and they're, uh, and they're always there. And sometimes just to, to pause and be thankful for people in our life. All right. All right. What a blessing. Thankful for my family that everybody knows the Lord. And even in the loss, the hurt of losing, that I still know. I'm thankful that I know where, where His eternal destiny. That's awesome. Awesome. What else? Anybody else have? Yes, sir. There you go. Yeah. I, I am thankful for that as well. Right? Anything else that you're thankful for? Redemption. Been redeemed. Old Daddy Wee, he says there's a great song about redemption. I've been redeemed. That's a thankful thing, isn't it? Redemption means I'm not the same that I was before. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thankful for extra layers in the cold weather. There we go. Anybody, anything else today that you're thankful for? Family and friends. Awesome. Awesome. It's awesome, isn't it? Faithful servants that set an example for others in their commitment, in their dedication, in their continual and consistent service. Those are great blessings. Anything else today? Thank you for sharing. I, I think it's so important that we take time and, and we stop and think about who knew off would make so much noise. That we think about what we have to be thankful for what God has done for us in our lives and the things that he has given to us provided for us met our needs and given us an opportunity so so I want to give you a little challenge this morning before we continue in the message several of you mentioned people in your life family and friends those those types of things between now and the end of this year, we have six weeks. I want to challenge you during the next six weeks, one person. Think about one person in your life that you are thankful for. They can be from your past. They can be present today. 
but someone that impacted, that influenced, that encouraged your life in some way that you are genuinely thankful that they were or are a part of your life. And then I want you to do something. I want you to pray for that person first. And then second, I want you to write them a note. Maybe you're not a note writer. Maybe a text or an email or maybe just a phone call. But I want you to contact that person in some way, in some form, and tell them you are thankful for them and tell them why you're thankful for them. Tell them what they mean to your life. How they impacted you in the past or influenced your life. How they impact you today. What, what they mean to you. That's six individuals that I really want you to think about. These six people. Why am I thankful for them? What do they mean to me? And, can, and I don't want you, you know, at the end of the week, go, oh, man, I forgot to do that. I'm supposed to do it. Let me have a quick phone call. Hey, man, I'm thankful for you. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about really take some time and think about. Why am I thankful for this person? And then genuinely communicate to them why you are thankful for them. And if you'll do that, over the next six weeks, a couple of things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to be blessed for thinking about those people, for praying for those people, and sharing with them what they mean to you. It will be a blessing for you, I promise. And the second thing is this, it will be a blessing for them. It will be an encouragement to someone to hear that somebody is thankful for them. That somebody appreciates them and values what they mean to their life. How, how they've impacted or encouraged or, or been a, a, an encouragement to or, or a, a, an example for or something of that nature. And so when we think about Thanksgiving and we think about this year and coming to the end of this year, just begin today to think about people that God has placed in your life that you are thankful for. And six times over the next six weeks, once a week. Now, you can do a lot more than that if you want to. But at least once a week, someone that you are genuinely thankful for that, that has been or is in your life, pray for them. And then somehow, a note, an email, a text message, a, a phone call, communicate to them that you are thankful for them and why you are thankful. Challenge you to do that. And then notice the difference that it makes in your life and in the lives of some of those folks as well. So, so understanding that, that thanksgiving in our life, it, it encourages a grateful spirit or a grateful heart. The second thing this morning that I want us to note together is this. Thanksgiving develops a positive attitude. Thanksgiving develops a positive attitude. Giving thanks for the blessings in our life, for the things that God has done, develops within us a positive attitude. Let's go back to the text for a moment. I want you to note as Paul writes some of the things that he says here. Let's pick up, if you would, back in verse 12. We started at 16 earlier. Let's go all the way back up to verse 12. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction 
and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. Now, here's where I want you to really pick up. Listen to the instruction that he gives. And we urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with all men. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all men. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit, and do not despise prophetic utterances. But examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good, and abstain from every form of evil. Now Paul makes a list as he runs through these items of some do's and don'ts. And I first want us to look at the don'ts because not doing some things can be valuable to us, but then doing some things can be also very encouraging for us. And so I want you to notice as he gives us this list, the first thing he says is admonish the unruly. Warn them, or he says reprimand their unruly behavior. In other words, don't just let it go by. Don't just say, well, boy, man, they're, they're really out there. They're really, you know, unruly. They're really, hey, warn them. Listen, that kind of behavior is going to be costly to you. That, that kind of behavior can, can be devastating to your eternal future. So warn them. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't hang on to anger. Don't hang on to hurt. And don't seek to, to gather revenge for those who have hurt us or angered us. He says, listen, do not repay evil for evil. Don't do that. He said there's no value in that, there, there's no point in that, and, and it discourages rather than encourages your spirit. Do not quench the spirit. In other words, he said don't push back on the spirit, but allow the spirit to lead us. Allow the spirit to be a part of our life. Allow him to guide us and direct us. Nor, he says, despise prophetic utterances. And do not reject prophecies do do not turn away from those and then he says this abstain from every form of evil as he gives that instruction and gives that encouragement those are kind of let's not do these things but let's let's look at the positive things he says do encourage the faint-hearted Be an encouragement to those that are struggling in life. Those that feel like things are against them or pushing them down. They're faint-hearted. They they feel like giving up. They're weak. He says, be an encouragement to them. Lift those people up in life. Help the weak. Look around. You know, we always say you can always find somebody that's doing a little worse than you are. Look around and find those that would be considered or classified as the weak. And he says, help them. Help them doesn't mean just, well, hey, boy, they're weak. I I feel bad for them. He said, do something about it. Help them. Get involved in their life and do something to help those who are weaker and need that help. Here's a tough one. Be patient with everyone. That's a tough one, isn't it? Be patient with everyone. 
Have patience. Don't be impatient. Don't be short. But be patient. I think it's interesting that he ties that to the idea of of being an encouragement and those who are weaker, because sometimes we think, hey, just buckle up, brother. Let's go. Pick it up and let's move on. And we get impatient. He says, hey, help the weak. Be an encouragement to the faint heart. And in conjunction with that, be patient. Give them a chance to improve. Give them a chance to be strengthened. Give them a chance to be encouraged. Be patient with everyone. Always seek after that which is good for one another. Always be looking for that which is, is good for each other. Not, not the negative, not the bad, not the, the tearing down. Always look for what's good for one another. And then he says that one that we have such a struggle with, rejoice always. Doesn't matter the circumstance, doesn't matter the situation. He says rejoice. And sometimes that's hard to do. Pray without ceasing. Continually being in prayer, an attitude of prayer, and, a, and, and a, a heart of prayer. In everything, give thanks. In every circumstance and situation in life, give thanks. Because why, he said, this is the will of God. So then that indicates we need to do the will of God. Whatever God's will is for my life, that's what I need to be doing. He has a purpose for me. He has a calling for me. He has a leading for me. I need to follow that. Talks about examining everything carefully. And he ties that to the two things that he talked about, prophecy. And what he's saying is, don't deny it. Don't don't refuse it. But he said, examine it. Take a look at it. Make sure that it's the truth and you're receiving the truth. Examine everything carefully. Hold tight to that which is good. Practice these truths, focus on these things, and you have to be thankful for and see how it affects your outlook and your attitude in life. Paul writes to the church of Thessalonica. He can't be with them. And he says, let me give you some very basic instructions. And the bottom line is you need to have a positive attitude. You need to have a a positive outlook on life. And here's how you develop it. And the biggest thing of all is this be thankful and so this week we're going to celebrate thanksgiving and as we celebrate thanksgiving the one thing that i would say to you from god's word is simply this be thankful be thankful for all that god has blessed you with and all that he has done in your life today don't forget our challenge six weeks six people be thankful This morning we're singing invitation hymn. Maybe there's a a need on your heart. Maybe there's uh, something you like to pray about. Uh, Maybe there's a decision to make about your attitude or your negativeness or, or your gratefulness or whatever it is. There's a decision on your heart this morning. Won't you come as we stand?